real privilege to share with you, and this is week 17 of our Mission Vineyard looking at the Psalms for this year of 2023. Uh, just a reminder, we're looking particularly in these Psalms, and if we get to that each week, uh, the proverb that uh, we've been selecting to go with these Psalms is an attempt for us to talk about, hear from the Word of God, what He would like for us to bring to Him uh, to create this sense of more uh, spiritual union with Him, to listen to Him, uh, to really find a sense of direction uh, in His Word in a very personal way. So this week is week 17, and uh, we have in our booklet Psalms 48 through Psalm 50, uh, and also Proverb 19. Uh, I began by looking at Psalm 48 um, uh, with my background and having been a translator of the book of Psalms uh, in a couple of venues. Uh, these are some of my most favorite scriptures in uh, the Bible and certainly in the Old Testament. In, in Psalm 48, there are just a couple of phrases in verse 8 and 9 that uh, began to uh, open my heart to some things that God uh, wanted me, and that's what I'd like to share with you, what He wanted me uh, to focus on uh, today and the rest of this week, frankly. Verse 8 reads this way, Just as we have heard, O God, so now we see how important it is to hear uh, from God in order to understand, to see both what He's doing and what He wants to do in us, uh, through us, for us, or maybe stop doing what we're doing. And it goes to verse 9 in this Psalm 48. Uh, we reflect, O God, on your faithful love. So when God uh, gives us a chance to hear and uh, to begin to see Him, we're going to see more of His faithful, uh, steadfast, reliable love. Uh, and it's a very important uh, word picture in the Hebrew. It's a Hebrew word called chesed. Sounds very Hebrew, doesn't it? Uh, but it is both about love, but it is a faithful, steadfast, reliable a covenantal love, something you can count on. So I began to look in that direction for me this week, and there were a couple of uh, phrases, uh, verses in the proverb. Uh, usually we expect you to go there after we've looked at the psalm, uh, but this week uh, this is a particular chapter of Proverbs that's been important for me, even as a young man, but especially now. There's a couple of passages there in Proverb 19, uh, the second part of verse 25, uh, where, but reprove one who has understanding and he will gain knowledge. So I was thinking, you know, we've heard, now we see. But when we think of God, hearing God, sometimes we think about only the good things, the things that will uh, bless us, that will... Uh, make us happy, uh, make us feel closer to Him. But you know, sometimes 
in our Christian life and given our basic nature as human beings, uh, we're not perfect, we know that. We're still prone to sin no matter how close we are to the Lord. We all still fall short of the glory of God. And so he says, uh, God reprove one who has understanding and he will gain knowledge. And then in verse 27, cease listening, my son, to discipline, and you will stray even from the words of knowledge or maybe even from the words you already know. So there is a sense of a little bit more in your face, might I say, or to talk to us, not so much to beat us up, but let's have a direct talk and bless us by letting us see ourselves through your eyes, not through ours. Uh, as we know, uh, that parable of the, the log and the speck, you know, we, we can't see even the big, huge things in our lives, but we're, we're razor on even in the smallest things than everyone else. So you and I have a difficulty in seeing exactly uh, where we're not measuring up to God's love for us, His call for us, His purpose uh, for us. I don't mean that is a, in a judgmental way at all. And I think the psalm is clear about this. And Psalm 50 is uh, also one of my favorites. I get tired of saying that because it seems like every time I go to one, uh, it is my favorite for that moment. But in verse 3 of Psalm 50, the psalmist here, uh, it's a an Asaph psalm. So that's one of the people that followed after David. Uh, that had been inspired by David's uh, previous works, perhaps, uh, picking up the mantle of what God did to David in terms of the Psalms and in the temple. Oh, that our God would come forth, not keeping silent, uh, they, they say in verse 3. Sounds pretty good. Come on and talk to us and don't keep silent. But in the verse that jumps to me in verse 4, the tail end, that he might confront his people. I'm not so sure that we really want to be confronted. Sometimes this word in Hebrew is to judge, uh, but also it is to scrutinize and to contend or to just confront us. Let me, let me talk to you about some of the things I see in you is what God is saying. And he moves on in verse 7, pay attention, my people, so that I would speak, O Israel, in order to rebuke you. I don't know about you, rebuke might sound like a bad word. God's challenging us. But wouldn't you, I know the, the longer I live, the more I want to know how God sees me, how God uh, evaluates, scrutinizes the life that I live. It's just easy to get comfortable and, and to get in our routine uh, this is the way we act and we know the Lord and he's been so good to us and uh, we trust him and we put our trust completely in him. But there are some things that we need to hear uh, from him, uh, things that allow us to come to him more realistically, perhaps, uh, in order to rebuke us, the psalmist is saying. So he's inviting uh, maybe even commanding, but he wants us to pay attention to what God says, especially when God may want to rebuke us. Down in verse 14, uh, God goes into this. You are to offer to God thankful gratitude. 
and fulfill your vows to the Most High. Even more, you should call on me in the days of trouble, so that I should deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Now, isn't it interesting that to, to come and uh, confront us, even to rebuke us, God has in mind so ultimately that we might glorify Him better. I'm not suggesting that we need to be confronted in every way just so we can glorify Him. But I read in this that even in the rebuke, He wants to free us from some things in us that allow us, give us freedom to even glorify Him even more. Not just in our words, but in the way we live and in the way we present Him to others by the way we live. And, and he goes on here. He says, Yet to the wicked God forewarns. Well, if I've got some wickedness in me, I pray more and more the older I get that God would certainly confront me, rebuke me, but warn me as well. Not just for my own benefit, but what I might be doing to my wife, uh, my children, my grandkids, my neighbors, my fellow church members, even people that I have some difficulties with. Uh, I don't want to be in that group there uh, of, uh, you know, being uh, some sort of wickedness here. And so he said, why should you speak of my statutes and dare to take my covenant on your lips? You hate instructive correction and you throw my words of discipline like trash behind you. I think that's just a real strong thing that we just throw it throw it away. We don't pay attention. We don't want to know. And we, we just ignore it in, in the worst kinds of ways. Now, again, I'm not trying to rake that up in your life or even mine. But I think God is loves us in such a way that he wants us to pay attention back to what we heard there in verse chapter 48. Just as you've heard, so now we see. God's trying to open our eyes to ourselves and help us reflect on His faithful love. So I hear these rebukes, these confrontations, is another way that God is faithful to us and loving us. That He's not there to condemn us. In Christ, He has saved us from our sins. But we keep on sinning and the results in our lives, the results in our testimony, the results in our relationships suffer uh, for the things that we still have not gained. So you run your mouth for evil. You sit maligning uh, your brothers and sisters, maybe the brothers and sisters in your family, but maybe the brothers and sisters in your church, in your life, that there are people that get under your skin. And so. These are some of the things that he's trying to bring to our attention, uh, running our mouth off, uh, maligning others. And he says, you do these things, yet I have remained silent in verse 21. You must have imagined, maybe because he's been silent up until now, you may, must have imagined that I could be just like you, that I was sort of silently approving that your perspective the way you run your mouth off, the way, what you talk about, who you talk about, that uh, I'm all for that. Well, nothing 
uh, could be further from the truth. Thank God that he's not just like we are. Uh, but our job, our aspirations, uh, our callings are to become more and more like him, more and more like Jesus, uh, being filled with his Holy Spirit. But I love this. After all of this, the way this Psalm 50 resolves itself, whoever is the one offering a sacrifice of thankful gratitude, once again, here we are, shall glorify me. That was in verse 15, so that I should deliver you and you should glorify me. This is what God wants us to do, wants us to become, to have thankful gratitude and glorify Him. Those are the things that need to come out of our lives, out of our mouths, and really out of our hearts to those around. And He says, and those ordering aright their conduct, I intend to show the saving rescue of God Himself. I hope you didn't take this as uh, criticism, but it's time for us to mature in our faith and to allow God to show us what we look like to ourselves. Uh, we can't see those things on our own. We need divine help. We need fellow people who help us be accountable. Uh, we need accountability partners to help us see what we can't see about ourselves not for that partner to judge us, but they need the same thing we need. So this sense of opening our eyes to who we really are so that we can more and more and more glorify the Lord with our lives, with our words, uh, and with uh, just our whole demeanor. So I, I wanna pray for you uh, in, how, in the way God has spoken to me this week. So, Lord, I just pray that uh, we at Mission Vineyard, we want to welcome you, Lord Jesus, into every area of our lives. And so part of that is we want to hear the truth about us from you. Because of your faithful love, anytime you speak to us that way as your children, you're not doing that to condemn us. You're doing that to reprove us, to open our eyes, to warn us, uh, to pay attention even to rebuke and confrontation by you, not because you're mad at us, but because you love us. And you want us to be transformed more and more into the image of your Son. So Lord, we invite your Holy Spirit to apply these words to our hearts, our lives, our minds, and to our uh, associations all around us, our neighbors, our family, uh, those who we love, even those with whom we have disagreements. Lord, uh, open our hearts as well as our eyes. And we just want to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I hope this um, ministers to you this week.